Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing content. Nick, I'm a content provider, producer, is that right? So are you, because we're producing content right now. Um, what's this whole content thing about? Tell me, content. <laughs> are we? Are what, we producing? What an intro. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What's the container? That's the quality content, by the way. What's it? What are we putting content into? In this case, um, in the in the skin of a podcast. Yeah. So so basically, podcast. The 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 sense is, isn't it, that the podcast is there and is is really the most important thing content creator that's the word i was looking content for. creator we're both content right. creators yeah but that the the podcast is basically this shiny vessel and yeah. we're just slopping some content into it right, right? <clears throat> that i've got a beef with this okay right well it's it basically that i think people use the term content uh, as though it's just some filler as yeah. though you just sort of pop some content into oh we've got this website the website's important now we need some content afterthought mm. just slap a bit of content in there whereas uh, i think what we're talking about is artistic creations like yes. this podcast yeah right? exactly That's we're, how I see it. we're create we're creating some some art and um it's up to us which container we put it in but the, the contents are the important thing right you know, the content is what you want. No, but I think so, it's more than that, right? Which is how you and I, and perhaps Jordan, feel... Because I say you and I because we're of a similar sort of age, right? Is Old. Yeah, old. <laughs> Not like sort of... <laughs> young whippersnapper young, Yeah, young there. gunslinger yeah. over here. Um, it's actually this idea of content, just even the word, is bizarre. Because actually, if, if let's take this podcast as an example. Yeah. Okay? Really why we do it is we want to talk about interesting stuff the stuff simple as about simple actual as topics yeah. yeah yeah and like hey i think this about yellow no you're totally wrong about yellow and we have a, a, a discussion right yeah and it and, and so that's actually what comes first is hey let's discover something or you know there's a value in in whatever we want to discuss but then that gets labeled um as content stick it in the corner with all the other content yeah mate. and yeah. then hey we've got this content to deliver how should we, we deliver it? hey let's do a podcast and so so that's yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's that bizarre because i think it's and i think you were kind of hinting at it there it's it's when it becomes published on a news on, on a web sorry on a new a website or some kind of usually online platform then i think it becomes content like mm -hmm. it's not i i think for me, content is just like a catch-all phrase um, that possibly wasn't possible before when you just had traditional forms of media like books and newspapers and these very singular places to publish. Whereas now you can publish on the internet in all sorts of forms and formats. And that's, when I, that's why I think content is this kind of nice overarching term. Yeah, and actually that's a good point because... Um uh, it sounds like I complain, I'm complaining about this whole yeah, content I am, thing, definitely. and I am. I'm definitely. But the fact is, is 20 years ago, me and you were just being some random blokes down the pub arguing about this stuff. But we, but we now are, we get, we to, are that anyway. We are down we, that anyway. Now but we in addition, to, we get to broadcast that to the world to millions of listeners, millions of listeners yeah. that we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so let's frame this. What do we want to talk about? Well. Should so you and me, Fraser, and mm. and I'm going to include Jordan. 
the great artists that we are mm. see the art as the important thing. Correct. And the container is a mere server of the of the great art that we've made, right? Um, but let's try and extend some generosity to the to the container people who want to see that what we do as content. Because as you've just alluded to, we can't we without that container, our art would just be a puddle on the floor. Whereas now it's it's being delivered to people who can listen to it, mm. and um, you know the people who make uh, the things that you need to listen to podcasts, like podcast distribution services, and you know all of that, um, they have done us a favour, haven't they? Mm. So uh, what I want to, I suppose, what we want to talk about is is what is more important, the contents or the container? Where does this? Where does the uh, you know the kind of what's the history of the use of the word of the term content? Um, and uh, how much should we care about containers rather than contents? What's the right amount to compare to, to care about the two? When you say container, do you mean in this case the media in which the format the which medium. is delivered? So yeah. it could be um, text on a website, it could be a podcast, could be a film, etc. That's what you mean, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the film, film is a film, right? Pretty much like as a physical object. If you think about it, all films are pretty similar. You know, in the old days, they were reels of. Uh, uh, you know, plastic with pictures on them, and uh, they look the same, right? Okay. Now they're digital files. You could look at the ones and zeros in a digital in a film, and you wouldn't, you you, you know, from the outside, they, they would look similar, right? So if you're trying to make a thing, which is going to help distribute films, for example, you, you don't care, you don't care what is actually on those films, right? Okay. I oh, saw you're frowning. I feel like I'm saying really obvious things. Go on, uh, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Well, uh, I, I suppose I'm, I haven't got a huge amount of extra point here. What I'm saying is that, you know, the, what, what, is, what is it on? It's like words are words, right? But it's what they mean that's important. I, I suppose what I'm saying is like the action in a film. So you're talking about is, whether... That's what differentiates one good film from a bad film. But if you're right. not really interested in that, if you're like, okay, I've got to write a website which does something with films, you don't care. You don't care. I'm trying to be generous yeah, to yeah, the yeah. content people, right? Um so and 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 as we said earlier, you know they're the ones who've really made this possible. So let's have a look at uh, what Bill Gates said. Go on. Have you heard of him? Mm. He's quite big in the tech world. Yeah, he created um, Apple, didn't he? Yeah. He wrote this. That's right. He wrote a thing uh, in 1996, and he says content is king. Is king apparently. Mm. Content is king. God, I had no idea he was a marketer. He said, I, "I've been so many conferences for digital marketing where that's what everyone bangs on about. Content is king." I know, but okay, but we'll we'll not definitely turn to it, that. Not in 1996, though. That's right. Pres it's that's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. He says, "One of the exciting things about the internet, yeah, is that anyone with a PC and a modem, remember them, mm. uh, can publish whatever content they can create. In a sense, the internet is the multimedia equivalent of the photocopier." That which makes it sound really exciting, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it allows material to be duplicated at low cost, no matter the size of the audience. So there we are. That's Bill Gates, I suppose, advocating for the idea that you know, content. It's all about content. But I think at the same time, you know, he's just he's made it sound like it's just it's a, here we go. We built this internet. Now the only thing we're missing is a the bit of content. Let's yeah. go get some content. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Nicely framed intro. I like the way that you set it. I like the way it set it up. And I like the way that Bill Gates set it up. So how did we get from that, hey, 1996, content's going to be a big thing, to where we are now? Jordan. Yes, yeah, so I was looking at the Web 2.0 movement, which I think is where this transition, um, this sort of rise of content um, reaches its high point. 
Um, because basically, I think Web point one, Web one point um, was very websites that were very static. Like they were just built on very simple code. You couldn't customize them very well. Um, it was the kind of the 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 you know the the first iteration of the internet. Web two point is the sort of rise of user generated content. So mm. online sharing platforms, the you have the you know blogs. Um, you have the ability to create the create what's on the website yourself and personalize it, um, which also kind of leads to increases in um, competition as well. So everyone else is kind of publishing their own stuff on the internet, and so slowly you get this build up of of, of this massive information online that's been user generated, not generated from large corporations or companies or technology people. It's it's just peer-to-peer. Um, and I think that's where this I, this sort of proliferation of content really took off. Okay, so the first thing I want to ask about that then is there must be clear implications for this, right? So, and it's this kind of leveling out and this sort of democratization of production of content, I've right? Got a, I've got one tiny data point I can throw in here. Is it, okay, yeah, go on. No, it's, it's, uh, it's just that I was looking at old articles about, I wanted to know what people were saying about, um, you know, well, content, I guess. I mean, the term has been in use for a long time. Let's not, it's not like people have suddenly started talking about content. It's at least, you know, we know from Bill Gates, it's at least 25, 30 years old, yeah. right? And probably older. Um, yeah, I think the word content itself has been well, around for quite a content, while. Well, the word content, but in this context but in the, of like, In the context of, like, of But the idea content. of divorcing, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think what Jordan is saying is the key thing. It's like when you are, when media is, is, expensive and slow to create because the container right in the olden days was um you know actually a tv broadcasting station you needed to own a tv you needed to own like the bbc or itv in order to broadcast stuff um and uh it, it sort of feels a bit like okay well, in those days you know you you would have focused on on programs um uh, because there just weren't very many channels. There wasn't a proliferation of containers crying out to have things put into them. Um, but anyway, the interesting thing, and I think it ties into what Jordan is saying, is that um, there is still, sort of in a lot of these articles, very much a perception that um, the model will continue like it is, but more so. So, for example, there's this article I, I read from, uh, I think it was about 1995, um, and there is an assumption that all the content creators, in inverted commas, are, are journalists so they are talking mm. about text he's like um so uh, we're going to get a lot more online journalists right basically the internet will lead to lots more people being able to be online journalists now i don't know if you've seen the internet recently but i wouldn't describe it as journalism <laughs> by and large right and in fact like the what what kind of remnants of actual news is out there um, it are a very a mu- of a much much lower standard than the average sort of news article from thirty years ago. Um, so it's interesting that they they hadn't really anticipated what the knock on effects would be of basically you know of having this kind of interactive internet where anyone could put their ridiculous thoughts together in the form of a podcast and broadcast it. <laughs> to, to <laughs> they're they're rambling. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, two things. I know we've got lots of points to go through. Um, but I'm just really impatient. Go on. Because it just makes me immediately want to ask, make a couple of points. Um, Hit us with it. The first is... Make the, your points, Fraser. Yeah. Well, no, just I, go for it. I think I've forgotten them. But just I mean, say stuff. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> um, I think the first thing is, is, hey, good thing 
is that um, pr production and distribution of content is no longer the preserve of an elite of, of journalists and these and BBC and stage, TV stations, etc. That's good, right? Democratization of, of content production. Bad. Right. A lot of crap out there because most people have no yeah. idea what they're talking about. Obviously not us. Um, so that's the first thing. So it has an implication yeah. for the quality and the volume of content. Well, they are intimately linked, aren't they? Yes. Um, I mean, if I you suddenly need, you know, billions of words because you have all these containers, you you can't make all of those words as good as the old words. Yes. Jordan? I don't know if the quality thing is such... That assumes that the, all journalism is of a high quality, which I would actually push back on. Mm -hmm. I think I just think information is, whether it's written by a journalist or some guy in his apartment in San Francisco, like there's no, there's nothing to say that they couldn't write something of the same level of quality. Um, I think it's more that I, I I think also it's 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 a marketing thing as as well. I think like what. Um, what the old traditional media was able to do is market their journalism very, like as if it was this like high quality product, um, right? And I think like maybe the the kind of rise of content is sort of the web 2.0 or the user generated content um, reply to that in a way, which is um, well, you know, we can make really high quality stuff as well. Um, we're going to call it content. And then, you know, YouTube and Google and these tech companies can kind of um, make advertising revenue off user-generated content. It's sort of like a, yeah, I think it's a response to um, the, the, the marketers of, of traditional media. Um, Jordan, I'm surprised to hear you say this, <laughs> okay, because what was your form of profession? Journalism. Right. So I, I feel that you're being treacherous towards your profession. Because it sounds like you're doing down journalists. But I think I am. Because I think um, you've been inside the, the, the proof is in the, the proof right. is in the pudding. Web 2.0 and now 3.0. What is that, by the way, Jordan? Three. Yeah. What's the difference between oh, yeah. that and what Web 2.0? Apparently, three is basically kind of what you were saying before. It's an extension of two, except now it's like autonomously generated content. So like, is it? Wow. Yeah, it's like of, AI type stuff. Or yeah. chat, but what's it called? That stuff? Chat GPT. Chat, large language yeah. models. That yeah. kind of thing. Uh -huh. So it's. Um, no longer even users. Now it's just AIs. Okay. Um, um, so and, and only AIs will be reading it. <laughs> yeah. So they're all just. It's just going to be a load of robots churning out crap. <laughs> yeah. And then robots moaning about <laughs> yeah. how yeah. the deterioration <laughs> of content. Yeah. Come and um, yeah. Okay, but you sort of started talking about something there, which is actually the other point I was going to come on to, which is brilliant, which is um, it, this sort of the way that content is generated suddenly. We're you know, starting to get a, a, a tail wagging the dog situation, and you started talking about marketing, um, and this sort of gets me on to what we talked about in the pre-show discussion, which is, I, I I like cooking, you like cooking, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't, you know, I like looking up recipes on the internet is now a nightmare, especially ones generated from America. I find where you cannot find the bloody recipe and the instructions that you want because you're just having to trawl through a load of Content and adverts just to get the, to the bottom where you actually want to find. Have the you noticed how the person who the person whose picture is there? It's always the same picture. 
and they're, they're always they're always whatever and a busy mom. Yes, yeah, that's true. weird. Yeah, uh, but they're they're the people creating all this content. I don't. They're and not real. They can't be real. Presuming that they're consuming it as well. So that's what I want to talk about a bit. Which is so you know what's going on with that, and it, it just means this is why we're moaning about this because it, content just becomes a load of rubbish. Yeah, I mean the thing is that you would expect right in any normal. Let's say that it. Uh, containers used to be really expensive and valuable, mm. right? So you you would think then that the that the containers, or let's say the people with the containers, so mm. in other words, the uh, you know the, the media companies, um, they could really be choosy about uh, you know the content. Yeah, they could really get the best content to put yeah. in their nice valuable containers, which you you and I couldn't go and buy. Mm. Now there's containers everywhere, mm. right? So you know it sort of feels a bit like. Uh, actually, the content people—that's us—ought mm. to be the ones with the market power now. Like we ought to be able to say, um, "Oh, uh, I'll choose the container." Thanks. I, I'm, you know, there's millions, there's billions of websites. I'm not going to use, uh, you know, I'm not going to publish this thing on on Substack. I'll publish it on something else. Um, but it feels like that isn't happening, right? And and if and so the I think what it points to. Is that the market, which are the potential, you know, the kind of readers, uh, the consumers of these mm. things, is has got terrible taste. Yeah, I, I, I think of course. But I cannot distinguish between good and bad very easily. This is why we don't have millions of listeners. Uh, precisely. Uh, so, but but I mean, I think that is what that points to. It points to the fact that okay, we ought to have. If you're making good content, right? You ought to have a lot of market power in this world. There ought to be com yeah. media companies, like the, with these billions of online media companies, ought to be fighting for you and, and wanting to pay for your quality journalism. Why doesn't that happen? Well, it, for some reason, the system, the market is not um, is not actually pulling quality yeah. out of this morass somehow. So, so it's you know, it's like actually just um, you know, there's sort of filler everywhere. And it's very like, you know, you were saying, you, if you're looking for a recipe, um, why is it that there's so many of these, uh, you know, f filler websites where you have to have tons and tons of search engine optimization stuff before you get to what people actually want, which is the recipe? Why is that? Right. Why has the market not arranged for it so that the, those websites are just pushed way down and punished? I, I don't know. I'm just, but you. I mean, I'm. I, what I'm saying is that we're used to it, so we're not. So we're not questioning it, but we should question that because that's weird. It's I, it's weird. There should be a fight for quality content, and and quality content creators ought to be, you know, the kings now. If content truly is king, but it turns out it doesn't matter. No one cares. It doesn't matter if it's you know Chat GPT creating it or you know a, a, a fantastic writer because it just doesn't seem to make a difference. It, weird, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, right, Nick, rant over, yes? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that is ever over. Um, so, uh, yeah, so one of the things that this makes me think of is the um, is the way that, uh, you know, we uh, we sort of think about genes and organisms now. Huh? Yeah. Well, it's just that, you, you know, like um, in the old, no, I think the natural way of thinking, but it's not just the olden days. It's the old days for the normies, but but you know, but, uh, 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 but you know, basically that we used to think of us, the organism, mm. as the important thing, mm. right? Mm. And and that sort of evolution was about making us, making organisms. Yeah, right. That was the old model. However, 
Well, the, then, so the you, you've heard of the selfish gene yeah. or Richard Dawkins, yeah. but I think 1976 or something, yeah. uh, where he said, actually, that's the wrong way to think about it. We should think about um, organisms merely as like the means by which genes proliferate. Mm. Um, that's a better model, mm. he said. Right. So, so what what we what we used to think was that the container was the important thing, mm. and he's saying no, it's the genes that are the important thing. Right. They just create organisms so that there can be more of them. Like in the very early days, they you know organisms weren't much more than a bit of genetic code. Then then they had to get more sophisticated because other people was eat, were eating their energy, right? Mm. And and they gradually built things like uh, mouths and legs and, um, you know, and claws, right? So that they could get better at fighting each other. And along the way, we turned up and yeah. we sit there naturally thinking that the actually this is all yeah. about organisms. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, I suppose, is that we're, that's a bit like these, you know, these engineers who made the internet. Like, mm. what do they care about? They, they think the internet is all about code. Mm. They think it's basically code talking to each other. And, and, and it's, you know, let's make a website that works and has good user experience and so on. Ah, great, this website's awesome, brilliant. Oh, just one last thing. We now need some content. We should put some words in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's like a, a, the natural way for engineers to think about the internet. And, I, and I'm saying that that shift, that shift in thinking from actually, you know, it, it's um, the genes aren't just a thing that we have. Uh, and, you know, oh, by the way, we also pass them on and stuff. Really, the genes have us, right? The content uh, is, is, is in the case of genetics, king. And the container is, is neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, I just, and I think that's a, that, that I feel like we are stuck in the old way of thinking about the internet. So um, I want to yeah. bring in Jordan before I do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think the analogy holds true because um, I just think the premise is wrong because I don't think it's ever been the case that we thought that the, the, um, the organism or the skin or uh, the vehicle. Look, 200 was years ever... ago, we didn't know no, what let, genes let, were. Yeah, so no, so on, what me, you're, what you're saying can't be true. Let me finish, which is actually what I think we always thought was important was the content, but it was about the, 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 the purpose that content was serving. And so, therefore, the quality of it and what we were trying to communicate in that co content, right? Um, whereas now, what's changed is that. Weirdly, the content is still the most important thing, but for different reasons. And it's just just the fact that it is content is what's important. That's the only thing that's important about it, not what the content is for. Um, anyway, I don't know if that's, I, I think that's, and I so therefore I think it doesn't quite fit into this sort of thing about the organism or the, um, the vehicle. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. 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 Jordan, move us on because you yeah. want to talk about what have you? How does it? This Large idea? language models. Yeah, I remember this from another time. What? What? Remind, what, what, what? What's that all about? Fraser, how can? Are you the last person on earth to have heard about large language yes, models? Yes, probably. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cleared that up then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not only that, the last person to hear about it and then promptly forgot what it was all about. I'm not, I don't, I think we're doing our listeners a disservice if we even explain what they yeah, are, because yeah. they will know what large language models are. They'll well, know what ChatGPT is. If you're ready is. for the letters of complaint, yeah, they'll, I, they'll, yeah. Know what, they'll know what we're talking Jordan, about. Jordan, go for it. We, we have a very high opinion of our listeners and we, we don't need to bore them with definitions of large language models. She's extremely well educated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that they, they pose an interesting... Um, interesting uh innovation in terms of content production um because the increase i think they will obviously they can create text at very high speed yeah um without much thought or 
any anything <laughs> really. really. <laughs> um, just a couple of words of prompting. Um, so I think there's likely to be quite an increase um, in the amount of content being produced mm-hmm. through these um, through these models, um, which could have some interesting implications. Um, it could be that that um, this could devalue content mm. um, even further, even further. Um, but it, conversely, it could mean that human generated content is more valuable. Absolutely, um, and and that we distinguish very strongly between the two. Um, so perhaps you might have a situation where large language models are used for the really boring, dry content that we all hate when we you know look up recipes on the internet or whatever. But the human generated content is the, is the really valuable stuff. You know, like maybe the I don't know the, the well, really interesting, insightful like political new commentary. Things, new we, thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what new that's thoughts. what you're not going to get out of GPT. original By thinking. definition. Yeah. You're not going to get something which isn't reflective of something that's out there in the in the training data. Absolutely, in some sense, it's not. I mean, you're not only going to. Sorry, Jordan, go ahead. LMs are very skilled at, at creating conversational content. The type of com- the type of content that they are good at creating. But I think, as Nick rightly pointed out, the original stuff, the kind of the the the, the new thinking. Um, that will still have to come from humans, mm. um, but I think what it could also do is it could it, it could create new formats. Um, so you know, like it kind of that because 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 LLMs use that dialogue or that kind of conversational format. Um, that could be like a new way of storytelling, or it could be like you know there could be interactive forms of um, those kinds of conversations. Um, Producing, producing a lot more content. Okay, great. Um, so look, we need to move to sort of wrap up shortly. Um, before we do, just a comment, um, which is that I can't moan about this stuff too much because I am actually, I don't like the term, but my job and what I get paid for right now, but also in my sort of wider sort of uh, salaried life, is I create content. I'm a video producer. I make uh, and I get paid to do that. Um, you know, I photograph stuff, don't get paid as much for that. I make a podcast, which I get paid a little bit, um, you know. Um, An enormous amount, <laughs> considering, considering the yeah. effort you put in. So I, yeah, that's about right. Um, so um, I can't, why am I moaning, right? Because my career would not exist were it not for the changes we've talked about. That's the first thing. Well, Seth, hang on, Fraser, there po- used to be things like photographers. True, and people true. used to make radio But it's programs. more accessible now. It's true. And maybe I wouldn't have been able to access it before. Anyway, second thing. I'm not sure we've covered anything really. I feel like, am I wrong? I feel like all we've done is moan a bit. So what have we covered? Where are we? You know, whether you're concluding this or any other sort of thoughts on this, Well, it, it is a bit of a rant, okay. right? But I think I think it comes from the same place as... So uh, I found an interesting stat, actually, which apparently between 10 to 40% of a product's cost is packaging, right? Okay. So, so what I'm saying is okay. in products, the content by and large is the expensive bit. That's what you'd expect, right? Mm. And so I suppose this is a bit of a rant on on behalf of content creators that it's not... The idea that it is just this stuff that you can put into things is what has led us to an internet of crap. Right, mm. that that it's just stuff that we can you know, can pour into websites and things, and um, and that yeah we should um, you know I, I guess yeah I don't know I don't think I have a conclusion to be honest. No, I think that's I conclusion enough. Yeah. I think that's conclusion enough. Right, look, just to finish this off. Take this question whichever way you want. Favorite container? I don't like that question. 
yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, you, if you right. like it, you answer it. I'm going to answer my own question. Okay, you know, um, you know how I hate Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and I and I can't really explain why. There's something. It's something. More, so that's your favourite container, is it, Apple? It's no. It's the. It's the. It, there's something so smug about yeah. Apple and everything. But the one Apple product, as I think I've mentioned before, oh, that you're I own, your, is an iPod. Your bloody classic. iPod. Yeah. They don't even make them anymore. So the one thing no. they did right is finish. But um, they, I must say, un- unboxing, as the internet content creators call it, mm. unboxing an iPod is a really lovely experience. But you've only um, had that once, and that was like 20 years ago. Yeah, but it, it, it just it's, it's, it felt That was so right. powerful. It just yeah, as, it stayed with as you. As old uh, Steve Jobs said, it, ju- it just works. But uh, but in general, uh, I mean, a, a, a more actual uh, sort of, you know, a day-to-day, a, a, an experience I have more often is is opening a new board game. I love, now, there is just such a joy in the physicality of feeling of getting that kind of, uh, you know, farty noise when you open the lid and then that <laughs> waft of like solvents from the new board game smell, which very quickly wears off. And, and it's true that that is fun in itself, regardless of the content, regardless of the board game, a new board opening a new board game is just a joy. Nice. Yeah. Um, two things. Um, what that's made me think is, first of all, I, I'm, unfortunately, I'm sure back when you open that iPod for the first time. Unfortunately, you probably didn't record it. However, fortunate for us, I've got a new idea, right? For... Unboxing videos. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no. Because somebody's thought No, that. no, retro unboxing videos. You put it back so, in the box. No, and then you... wait. Okay. I, I, do, you know, do you know any filmmakers? Hello. I can be there and record you and direct you as you pretend that it's like 20 years ago. Yeah. And and there I am recording you opening it. Okay, it will go you've viral. You've just invented unboxing videos. No, I've They're not. a massive genre <laughs> no, already. I've, no, I've advanced Forget it. Forget it. I've advanced Razor. it to a new iteration. So we're doing. This is like retroactive yeah. unboxing videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> um, favorite <laughs> container, favorite vessel. I think this is such yeah. a rubbish question, but go oh, on. I love it. Um, I don't mind a book. There is that, is that a content? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Container? That's a container. That's Table a container. of contents usually starts a book off. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but also, um, I like YouTube. I use that a lot. Um, is that a container? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Substack as well. Is a, a I new don't know what Substack is. It uh, looks bl- nice, though, blogging. doesn't it? Blogging. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Blogging. Okay. All right. Um, I, st- I, st- I still think. Hold on. So, all you, your favorite container is the all internet. Of, all of them. <laughs> the internet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Text, video, multimedia. Doesn't care. He doesn't care what the content yeah, yeah. is. He just. Just yeah, give it you're, to part, you're, you're clearly part of the Sell problem. me something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want to answer that question. Uh, my question I'm going to answer, yeah, is, well, you forced me to ask that question. My question is, what's the favorite? We're content creators. What's the favorite bit of content I've ever created? Simple. This podcast. Oh, Fraser. There we go. Awful. Um, <laughs> Actually, it. it's not. It's the, it's, it's the wonderful photography. Wind it I up, make. mate. Yeah. <laughs> wind it up, wind it in. Um, okay, let's That's stop there. That's enough content for one day. That is enough content. Let's stop there. Thank you, as always, listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Jordan Fermanis and Nick here of Aleph Insights. Until next time. <laughs>